if you go up in a spaceship out where the moon is and you look back at the Earth, mm. you know, what does all this drama down there so mean? It's significant, yeah. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It is time for you to stop. Do you want a cup of tea? Do you like it strong? Um, yeah, strong is good. I'll make a proper pot. Words falling on deaf ears. You should toss that over the cliff. Best to be done with such thoughts. You make the lie. I hate to break it to you, but there is no big lie. There is no system. The universe is indifferent. Welcome to the Urban Guru Cafe. Hey, you. Did you ever realize what you'd become? And did you see that it wasn't only me you were running from? This week already speaks to Gilbert. That's me. So Gilbert means... The bright shining light of God. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Actually, a friend of mine had a book on names. A book that had the same meaning for every name, I think. <laughs> Just to put everyone in the picture, Aretti did the editing on my recently published ebook called Resonance in the Heart, and uh, she did a very good job. I like this too. We say, when the mind meets its own emptiness, all questions and all possible answers disappear naturally by themselves, and what I truly am is found to be totally naked and unencumbered by anything. I thought the book was fantastic. It's just so simple what you're saying, you know, and and in a way a lot of it doesn't seem to flow in together but ultimately it does because it's always pointing at the same thing. So it doesn't matter where or how you express it, it's always yeah. pointing to that, you know, like not the finger. The not fickle finger of fate. <laughs> yeah. For anyone interested, there's a free version of the ebook on my website, seeingknowing.com. If you're looking for your true nature, who's doing the looking? And what could you possibly find out there? You know, your true nature is the seeing itself. It can't be seen. Like the eye can't see the eye. And even if you have a mirror, you only see a reflection of the physical eye. So you're talking about the I-E-Y-E? -E. Yeah, the physical eye. And the eye doesn't actually see. The eye is an instrument of seeing. So if you go looking for the activity of seeing, you can conceptualise all sorts of things, but you can never find the seeing because the seeing is not a thing, it's not an object. All objects appear in the seeing, all apparent objects. 
and the appearance of many, many things is actually one appearance, and it all registers in the seeing, which is not an object. It's actually very simple, but, you know, it's impossible to replicate or synthesize, so the intellect is always frustrated because it's trying to capture something that can never be captured. The seeker's always trying to find something that can never be found. So that the actual wanting to find something that's going to complete this sense of presence or being, and the wanting itself is the problem because you're already that before the concept of I don't have it arises. So the concept I don't have it arises and it's believed in and it's a complete fallacy. How could you possibly not be that? So you're kind of saying that the wanting implies that you don't already have something, which means that you're in this perpetual search, which means that you're giving substance to this. Yeah, but there's no you there to begin with, so it's just all appearance. So, you know, well, now we do a cafe. We've done a hell of a lot of programs, but how many programs do people need? Really, you only have to hear what you need to hear once and just keep looking into it, and that's enough, surely. The trouble is that people get an appetite for this stuff. It becomes another religion and another hierarchy system. That's what I've always hated about it. It turns into like the story of the man who was looking for God and he found the house where he thought God lived and he went up to the door and he was about to knock on the door and his mind said, hang on a minute, if I knock on this door, that'll be the end of me. Yeah. So he turns around and walks away and he comes across other people who are looking for God and he says to them, I know where he lives. And that's a symbolic story. People will do anything to avoid you know, reality because reality has no mercy for the illusion of me. And even if you look at the word seeker, you know, the seeker by definition is someone who's seeking and something. And never into seeking, yes. But they're seeking something based on the concept that they're lacking something. Of course. And the direct point is, no, you are already that. I love that, what Bob says. It's like, start from the fact that you are already that and then see what actually appears that clouds that. Very yeah. simple. But people hear that and they don't act upon it. The only way to know reality is to be reality. But what you think you are mm. is conceptual. Yes. And it's always changing. And that's why it has a sense of vulnerability about it. Totally. That's why we keep seeking, trying to find that missing piece, not realising that there is no missing piece. Yeah. We're actually adding complexity to yes. the simplicity of being and creating a problem by believing in a me that doesn't exist. But yeah. the resistance to that, you know, people get very abusive about this and they don't realise that it's their investment in this belief in me that is the problem. 
Yeah, but there are some people too who think this whole thing of non-duality is all just bullshit because there is definitely a me here and what are you? Oh, I'm the collection of all of these ideas and, and all that kind of stuff. And I think that people like that actually open to hearing about non-duality as well. Like often when people talk about non-duality, they already assume that the people who are listening to this already understand that they aren't the body and they aren't the mind. And even if they're just talking that all the time, they're aware that that's the fundamental idea. But a lot of people, like when you tell them that all thinking is just conceptual and there's absolutely no, no reliable intellectual idea or concept that could ever capture what you are. Every thought is based on everything learned, you know? Mm -hmm. And what we talk about is we talk about the world like we know the world, but we're actually describing it with labels that we've given the world. And a lot of people don't want to let go of thought, you know, like when Bob says pause a thought, because they actually think that there might be something that can be got out of thinking, even though they've spent their whole lives, you know how Bob says, you've spent your whole life looking for answers in the mind. Have you found them yet? Mm. Like why are you still looking there? But the thing is, we have to use the mind. That's all we've got. Yeah. And we have to use words to talk about it. And the thing is, we have to use the mind to understand the mind. You can say that it, reality is not about the mind, but from the point of view of the seeker, it's all mind. It's really coming to understand what the mind is and what it's doing and how it's operating. And if I say to you, watch your mind and see how it operates. Yes, of course. As soon as you start to take an interest of what's really going on, the fabrication starts to fall apart. And in observing the disappearance of the concept of me, you don't see it, but you yeah. see the evidence of it evaporate, and yet you're still present and aware. That's the insight that seems to be missing for all seekers. Because yeah, what are you looking for? When I was 16, I used to hear grown-ups saying, that they were going off uh, in search of themselves, in search of their real self. Yeah. And it just seemed so absurd. <laughs> and it's still absurd. <laughs> you know, well, where the hell do you think you are? And we're accepting to find Well, I'm hiding in a cave in the Himalayas <laughs> on the other side of Mount Everest. Yeah. And I've got to get there. See, if you don't have that taste, it's meaningless. Once you get a taste of this, it's unmistakable. And there's no going back. Because belief starts to fall apart straight away. It's like the bloodhound thing. Once you've got it on the scent, it's, you, you're not going to give up. Individual is always going to be seeking in some form or another. It's never satisfied with what is. No, because it's unreal. can never find satisfaction except in dreams and imagination. And they're transitory, so that's why the seeking goes on and on, because it avoids reality. It has to, because reality will just destroy it. This is an interesting one, because a lot of people suffer from psychological pain, and you say, 
All psychological pain is nothing but mind resisting what is. I don't want this. Can you explain that? Explain what's going on there? Well, let's say that a thought comes up, I hate that person or whatever. And then another thought comes up and says, well, I shouldn't be thinking like that. Yeah, you know? I want this but, thinking to stop, yeah. And it's all being referred to this image of me or this image of I or self. Mm-hmm. And these thoughts that appear spontaneously of themselves, they don't fit that image that I've got of myself. So there's a resistance to it and I want to get rid of it. But then you know, one discovers that the whole image of self and me is actually a resistance to what is. It's, it's a non-investigation. It only exists because it hasn't been investigated. But it doesn't even exist, but it only seems to exist because it's uninvestigated. So as soon as you really take an interest in it, it begins to fall apart. That's why it seems kind of absurd that the world is full of gurus that are teaching, but nobody seems to be coming free. Nobody's getting free, you know. You've got California that's got hundreds and hundreds of gurus teaching and there seem to be more and more seekers. There's no radical reduction in seekers. It's because the message is messed up with beliefs and this idea that in the future I will become something that I'm not now. And that's bullshit because the only fact you can be absolutely certain of is the fact of your own being, the existence, you are existence itself. And in that existence, these ideas of lacking arise, they're believed in, and then I need to go and seek whatever it is. And, you know, there's no shortage of all these fancy stories of enlightenment and things around, you know. But if one is really, really genuine and honest with oneself and looks at this idea of enlightenment and examines it, you know, where did this idea come from? I heard about it. It seemed to feel and sound really good. And naturally one adds to that concept of enlightenment various experiences that one's had because the mind is always comparing things. Mm. And so it builds this image of really nice experiences that I've had. That must be what this enlightenment is, but it must be much bigger mm. and mm. I want to get it. Sure. But if you really look at it, it's just a concept that's believed in as something that I don't have that I want to get. You know, and I like another thing you say when you say even the thinker is just a thought. It's obvious, but it's not recognised. But when you do recognise, I still remember the first time that I saw that the thinker is just a thought. It was a revelation. It was like, oh, my God. It undoes this network of belief. My God, all this crap that I've been chasing and doing yeah. is based on a false premise that I am the thinker and the yeah. thinker is just another thought. A thought is a transient appearance which has no substance. It's ephemeral. You've never seen a thought. You can't grasp a thought. It has no weight. It has no color. It has no shape. How can you bind yourself up with a thought or a belief? It's yeah. impossible. So once you really see that, it's the end of seeking. It's the end of believing anything really because while everything is a reality in its immediacy you know that you exist it's not a belief that's basically it once you really discover that it's the end but there's huge resistance to this people what, to resist- the honest examination of it yeah 
people will go and spend fortunes going to these endless retreats and yeah. one guru after another. And thinking that you haven't quite understood all the intellectual yeah. stuff and that's why you haven't grasped it, when all the while it's pointing to what you already are, which isn't structural. And I think it's very common, I would say, amongst people who are so-called seeking, is that they have this sense, and I remember it myself, I had this sense that I was so close. Yeah. Just yeah. need a little push or a little shove somehow and the bubble would burst. Yeah. Not realising that that bubble was my own concept of separation. Yeah. I was projecting myself. So that's why we say nobody can do this for you. This can appear to be the most difficult thing of all things you've ever done. Or it can appear to be easy. But it's, you're not actually doing it. It's just that the belief falls apart when it's investigated. I'm letting go to see if you'll hold on to me. I'm in doubt. Of what is thought and what is real I'm all ears To gather clues and look for signs But I can't hear The song you sing while you try to soothe Why are you whispering While the bombs are falling Go easy on me Another interesting point you make in your book, you say language itself appears to introduce time. Well, without words, what time is there? Without the concept of time and duration, yeah, what without, time think, duration without thinking about time, sure. what time is there? It's an appearance. But it's a radical cutting away of belief because the whole of society in the world believes in this thing called time and businesses run on it and trains run on time or not on time but before clocks were invented it wasn't such a big deal as soon as you're born they make you feel small By giving you no time instead of it all Till the pain is so big you feel nothing at all A working class hero is something to be A working class hero is something to be If you want to be a hero, well, just follow me. You're listening to the Urban Guru Cafe, a free podcast for anybody and everybody.
see, nobody wants to be told what you are. It has to come from that awareness itself. The conviction must come from you. Otherwise, it's meaningless. That's why kissing the feet of the guru or worshipping some teacher or whatever yeah. is useless. It's totally useless. The affirmation or the conviction has to come from yourself that I am that. And then these teachers and gurus or whatever, they take their rightful place as appearances in this one appearance. So the teacher is only necessary up until the point of recognition. That's why, I mean, I'm grateful to Bob, but I don't see him as anything different to anyone else or anything else, really. Awareness is not subject to mind. Because the mind appears in awareness. The world appears in the mind. The body appears in the mind, and the mind appears in awareness. So awareness is primary. So the primary is not subject to the secondary. The king doesn't take any notice of the jester or the or whatever. He may be a short man, yes. but he's the king. Nevertheless. So off with your head. So awareness is not subject to mind. It's not subjected to the activities of mind. So the mind can do anything at all. Yes. It's all appearing in awareness. Yes. But the problem appears when there's a fixation called me that claims to be the awareness mm. or have the awareness or whatever. And yeah. that's where the problem is. Because the true insight, if it happens, is emptiness. There's no one there to claim it. So yeah. the seeing is absolutely pristine. Everything mm. is seen without any bias or any entity claiming something. And that's why, you know, 99% of these gurus, in my way of looking at it, is that they're all bullshitting because they claim to be enlightened. There's no such thing as an enlightened individual. And what does enlightenment mean? It means light. It means illumination. And what is not illuminated? Yeah. Even the shadows are illuminated by the light. So if there is enlightenment, the whole, the totality is enlightenment. Yes. And if the totality is enlightenment, why do you need the word enlightenment? Yeah, you say in your book, tantalized by its promise, the mind overlooks the simple and perfect nature of ordinary wakefulness. Well, that's what everybody's doing. It's obvious, it's clear and obvious. And the seeker can never be a finder. When you stop searching... What is clear and obvious makes itself known to you. Apparent. It makes itself known. It's not even apparent, it's reality. The apparent is just appearance. But reality can't be defined. Consciousness can't be defined. Awareness can't be defined. You know, we, we can have all these definitions and the, the definitions become a prison. In your mind, in your mind. One foot on Jacob's ladder and one foot in the fire And it all goes down in your mind You said to me the last time we talked that it was really very simple to bring people to the point of observer. No, not observer. Ob well, the observing is uninterrupted. Yes, it's okay, always happening. So of the observing. Wakefulness is there. <laughs> when you wake up in the morning... The wakefulness is there before you open your eyes. You don't have to 
go and press some buttons or charge the batteries to get the wakefulness happening. It's already there. It's not you doing it. There's no you there creating wakefulness. The idea of you or me or body or world appears in that wakefulness or on that wakefulness. So it's uninterrupted. But the wakefulness is not limited to a pattern. The body is a pattern of energy and the world is the same pattern, really, but it appears as different patterns within patterns within patterns. But they appear on the wakefulness. The wakefulness doesn't have a centre or a circumference. So the wakefulness is what some people call cosmic consciousness. It's the whole cosmos. It's the totality that is the consciousness. It's not limited to a pattern. to the Urban Guru Cafe. Goodbye, stranger. Nothing. You're just rummaging around in the box for no reason. Not for no reason. I'm looking for something. Well, what are you looking for? Nothing. The Urban Guru Cafe is produced in Australia. Hey, 